Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, we have such a great guest. We have Lane Lyons, and she is a lawyer who believes that you can't grow your business from a place of fear. She uses her 26 years of experience as a Duke Law School trained lawyer to protect women entrepreneurs' businesses and their peace of mind. Unlike many lawyers, Lane uses plain English in all the contracts in her legal umbrella method. Because, and I'm sure we'll get to hear more about that, because she knows that legal stuff is often intimidating and overwhelming, she makes everything so simple, straightforward, and easy to understand with real-life examples and humorous analogies. Thank you so much for coming on today, Lane. Thanks for having me on the show, White Dove, and hi to everybody who's listening. I'm excited to dive into your entrepreneurial journey. So tell me, where did that begin and what brought you to what you do today? Oh, gosh. And it is a wonderful story with a lot of twists and turns, kind of like your journey, White Dove, that has not been straightforward. That's had all of these, you know, everybody listening, I'm sure knows your journey has had a lot of different pieces. But when you look back, you know, I recently heard something, an expression, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Right. And so I think when we, all of us, when we have a entrepreneurial journey that has encompassed a lot of different facets, when we look back at the end, it's, or, or in the middle, it's, we've really taken all of the things that we've learned along the way and incorporated them. And so I'm excited to share with you how it all got started and got me to where I am now. What was, so where did it start? What was the thing that just lit that fire for you initially? Yeah. So when my dad was a lawyer and a judge, and when my sister and I were little girls, our parents gave us two choices. We could either be a lawyer or a doctor. Those were literally the two choices. <laughs> we were not given any other options. You know, this was, this was in the early 70s when we we're all walking around saying, you know, women can be anything. Women can be astronauts or president. And in my house, it was, so long as you're a lawyer or a doctor, women can be any, anything. So my sister, who's four years older, really excelled in the sciences. So I said to myself, you know what? I just remember being like in middle school and saying, you know what? Science and math is taken. I'll go for history and English. I'll take the leftovers, which was lawyer. So lawyer was the leftover by default. But I think I've always had this spirit in me to stand up for the underdog. I remember in elementary school having a teacher, having another student, a good friend of mine, have a problem with the teacher. And I came up behind her and was trying to explain what had happened. And the teacher saying to me, what are you, her lawyer? Oh. And I remember that I think, you know, looking back on it, it was probably meant a bit to discourage me, but that, oh, that's what lit the fire. That, that got yeah. me excited to, sure I am, that would be great if I was her lawyer. So little me, I grew up and knowing the whole time that I was headed for law school, that was just sort of, you know, in my cards, if you will, headed straight for law school. 
worked very, very hard through college and then got into Duke Law School. And when I graduated, I had that spirit still in me of wanting to protect other people. And even though it was a very unpopular decision, I decided to go into public service. So that means all of my classmates were choosing, you know, this is, this is back in the mid nineties, 25 years ago. So all of my classmates were choosing what we call white shoe law firms for two, you know, starting salaries of $200,000 a year and really going for these big, big high profile jobs. And you're coming out of Duke law school. That's like the natural. And I started, I applied to only DA's offices to mm. be a district attorney, which I think at the time, even though the salary was like $36,000, so it was not, it was not motivated by money. It was motivated by this passion inside of me to help the underdog, to protect the unprotected. I loved my time at the DA's office. I worked in a division that was called, at the time we called it sex crimes. It's now called special victims. But what that means is that mostly I prosecuted cases involving pretty heinous crimes where the victims were either women or children. And because I was working inside of a government institution, my entrepreneurial spirit was always fighting against the rules, mm. the quotas. You know, we had a cert- I had a certain number of defendants every single week that had to be put into different placements, place jail or alternative placements. And I always wanted to put people into alternative placements. I really feel like at that point, my big mission was jail is just a crime factory. Right. That is a place where we, we send, we send pre-criminals to become trained to be really good expert criminals. So, but the DA's office on a whole didn't like that. And I was always being called into the chief's office and the assistant chief to be told that I wasn't meeting the quotas properly. So after some period of time that, you know, you get two choices, right? As an entrepreneur that can either break your spirit or push you to go and stand up for yourself and do it on my own. So I said, I'm going to do it on my own. And I opened up a boutique law firm. And I got to really do this, almost the same thing I was doing, but all on my term. And I think that was my very first company. We're going all the way back into the 90s now. And I really think that that was the place where I learned that I love to be in control of how my business goes, that I'm the mm-hmm. one in, in control. I'm, I didn't want to be told. So that was my very first business. And fast forward a couple of years, I met my husband, who is a painter and owned an art gallery. And in a, just a moment of excitement, we started to do a collaboration where I put my words, right? You know, I was the history and words girl, English girl, right? So I put my words with his paintings and I wrote a series of books, all with a very positive, inspiring message. The first book was called Open Your Heart. Second book was called Live Your Dream. The third book is called I Thought. It's all a story about awakening and becoming aware of the mostly repetitive, mostly negative, unconscious thoughts that keep us locked all day. Because I Mm -hmm. believe when you have freedom from those negative thoughts, you're able to gain power over them and they, they stop holding power over you. So there I am with these positive message books continuing on my life. And I got an opportunity 
to partner with another professional. She came to me and she said, I love your message. I love what you're doing. Let's go into a collaboration together. It was going to be sort of a sort of a coaching collaboration, which I'm, I'm all for that. That sounds really exciting. And even though I knew better, right? I'm a lawyer. Even though I knew better, I went into the working relationship with her with no written agreement. I mean, oh. I know why I did it. <laughs> I didn't want to lawyer up, right? I, the same thing that my, that my clients tell me all the time now, which is, oh, we were so aligned. We had the same vision. We don't need a written document. And I proceeded with no written document. And you can imagine what mm. happened. I got completely burnt. I, all of my content that we had written for over a year, all of my content, all of the money that I had invested, the money that I was meant to be making out of the collaboration, all down the drain. And in typical me fashion, I sat down, you know, for, I think first I got, looking back on it, this is many years ago, looking back on it, I think first I got like really pissed. I got shocked. And sure. Pissed, right? Because like the stages of grief, right? I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, no, that didn't just happen. And then typical me, I get into action. I get motivated by stuff like that. And I sat down right then and there to my laptop. And I started drafting all of the written agreements that I wished I would have had with her. Mm. All of the agreements that would have protected me as a coach consultant. Everything that would have protected me in that arena. And when I was done with that... I started reaching out to friends in my circle. I have a very big network of women entrepreneurs. And I started reaching out and explaining to them what had happened and just asking for feedback and maybe a little compassion. And every single, I'm not kidding, every single woman, businesswoman that I reached out to said, whoa, 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 wait a second. I don't have those contracts. Oh my wait goodness. a second. What do, you, what do you mean written agreements? Yeah, well, I have some one or two, like I have... Something, but not what you're talking about. Not something that would really, not something that would protect my content. What do you mean? So I started to develop right then and there a, an entire suite of all of the contracts that every entrepreneur, every coach, consultant, service-based online entrepreneur needs to protect herself, her business, and all of her hard work. And I I, you know, I started explaining my journey by saying, you know, we can only connect the dots looking backwards. And I look at all of the jobs, just the jobs we've talked about in the last five minutes. My job now, protecting the underdog, protecting women, teaching women, incorporating that positive message from my books. Because as you mentioned, I believe that when we're in fear, we can't grow. So I don't approach my business now, and I encourage all of the entrepreneurs listening not to encourage, not to approach legal from a place of fear, from a place of, oh, the doom and gloom and what is going to happen if I don't have my legal in place, but instead to come at it from a place of when you're, when you're looking over your shoulder, worrying about what's going to happen, you're going to hold back. So I approach the law and this entrepreneurial journey from this very positive place, really weaving in the, the message that I've uh, created over my entire life of when you're protected and you know it, and when you can be confident and strong and have peace of mind as an entrepreneur, 
then you can share yourself fully. You can say yes to the big opportunities, serve more clients, charge higher prices, and really finally grow the business that you're dreaming of, which is what I've done. And I hope hearing how I got there, how I arrived at this place, allows some people to have this inspiration to know that you can get there too. Mm -hmm. And it is an amazing journey. It's funny, funny that you mentioned that because I'm going to I'm just going to, I have to mention this. When I was in high school, I was going to be, I was going to start out as a canine officer, work into detective and pursue law. That was what I was going to do. I had had for five years. That was my plan. Totally caught me off guard, completely decided to be, uh, you know, random and adventurous and went to Denver, met my husband, got married two years later, never did any of that. So I had that, that detective and you were talking about law and order SVU type. I was like, oh my gosh, that was like my favorite show for years, you know? So, I mean, all of those things I can completely resonate with. But the funny thing is, is that in, in hearing that story, it made me think of the things that, oh yeah, I had wanted to do that too but my path didn't quite look like that. And so then you start thinking about things and reflecting about things. And I know listeners will do that too, because they'll find parallels in connecting with the story, in connecting with your story, in connecting with not just the accomplishments that you've, cre- you've made, but also the transitions and the, the evolutions and the decisions that, that came from that to do it differently. I want to ask you a question. Outside of the contract piece of it, what is the, probably the one thing that you would do different outside of the contract piece of it for an entrepreneur? Because I believe fully that that, is, uh, that needs to be tackled as a proactive. Same with the accounting aspect of it. A lot of businesses leave out these pieces that need to be tackled proactively instead of reactively because then it does come from, like you said, a place of fear. But what is one piece that, or one thing other than that, that you would say that really had to shift for you to go from the career choice to the entrepreneurial journey. And then as it segued through there, what was that? Oh God, wanting to do it my own way. (laughs) I don't want to be told, I don't want to have rules. And I think that that's what has so many of us become entrepreneurs in the first place. We want to design. And I don't mean that from a place of, you know, like a brat, like I don't want to be told right. what to do, but I want to design it my way. Right. If, you don't have a, if you don't have a vision and you don't know what you want to do and you're okay, and that's okay, that's okay to have this nine to five job where you show up and you're given an assignment every day, you follow through with that and somebody's checking up your work. But I think for most of the women listening or most of the people mm-hmm. listening to the show have something inside of themselves that they have a desire to design it the way that they want to design it. And that I think is the biggest piece that caused me to say, well, okay, so I won't have a customer service department. I won't have a collections department. It will all fall on me. It falls on us as entrepreneurs. It's up to us to keep customers happy, to keep making the rain, to keep bringing in new leads, new clients. That can be a lot of pressure. I also think that that's the joy in the ride of being an entrepreneur is waking up every day with that kind of fire, knowing I'm going to get in there and I'm going to make something happen. And then when we look back, like we're, we're coming to year end at this point. And when we look, when we look back on the last year and we review, to be able to say, to look at the wins and to be able to say, I did that. I created that. I hired a team. I, I hit my financial numbers. 
whatever the, whatever the wins are, or I spoke on so many other people's podcasts, whatever, whatever the accomplishments are, to know that there's a sense of ownership over that, that the entrepreneur herself has created that, I think is such a beautiful thing. And really to be able to create it how you want on your own terms and design it with a beautiful, to make your beautiful vision come to life. Mm-hmm. And you, you touched on something there that I think it's over, actually I know gets overlooked quite often is that along the way you have successes and you have measurable successes, but we, because we are creators and visionaries and dreamers and, you know, all of those fun things that go along with the entrepreneurial journey, because we do that, we set our sights on a goal and we're like, we start accomplishing towards that goal. But then as we get, you know, I'll just put a, a figure on it over 50% of the way there, we realize we're able, we're going to be able to accomplish that. So we kind of stretch the goal a little further. So we push it out a little bit more and then we keep going. And we're like, Oh my goodness, we do this. Sometimes we have to shift. Sometimes we pivot. Sometimes that's all involved in there. But as we keep pushing it away, the common trend is to forget that we hit milestones that we had previously set for ourselves and didn't quite realize that, you know? And so we're just like, Oh, Oh yeah, I did that. Oh, I hit my first six figures because now I want to hit multiple six figures. I don't want to just hit one first six, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I never even celebrated my, you know, my business for hitting 50,000 or 75,000 or whatever that original mark was or what spurred that on, you know? So you touched on that, but that we have the capacity to actually do those things. We can go do those things. They are possible. No matter what we want to think or what creeps in, they are possible. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M-2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. So how do you define for you then, either personally or in your business, no matter, and, and both combined if you need to, uh, how do you define success? Ah, that is such a great question. So, uh, and I do think it's different for personal and business for myself because, and they're kind of diametrically opposed. So hmm. for, for my business, and we're big at my company on, at looking back at wins, we're big. I have a team of nine women. We do a weekly celebration of wins. I am big so on, good. on, yeah, every single week I have a CEO date and I plan my week ahead. That's on a Monday morning. And every single Friday, I do a week in review just for myself. It's just my own CEO date so that I can measure, mark those successes so that I can celebrate those wins. And I think a big way to celebrate wins is sharing them with other people, having a tribe 
of people around you who are going to be excited to celebrate your success so that you're not afraid to share those wins or feel like maybe you're tooting your own horn. Mm-hmm. We got to have, we got to, as we have to support each other. Right. We have to have people around us who are interested in uplifting us and supporting our amazing wins. So in my business, it's about, like you alluded to, hitting numbers. Uh, we're all about our clients here at Lane Lions Inc. That is, uh, without our clients, we don't have a business. So for us, we measure our success based on our clients' success. So mm. I have over 200 clients at this point, women who have their own businesses. Every single one of them is a passionate, mission-driven, heart-centered entrepreneur, either a coach or a consultant or some other service-based entrepreneur. And when we provide those legal contracts and foundations for her, we are a teeny, teeny, tiny part of her success. So for us, celebrating our clients' successes, seeing how they've gone on to start their own podcasts or host retreats, or they've hit six figures, that's a success and a win for us. So at work, it's push-driven. It's meet the goals, keep keep exceeding the goals, exceed everyone's expectations. We're a boutique business. And we are all about customer service, all about keeping our clients really at the forefront, every single decision we make. So when we keep our clients happy and we hit our numbers, we know that we've had success. In my personal life, it's really the opposite. When I have stopped working, stopped doing, taken time, read a book, looked at the clouds. Last night, my husband and I laid out. So we we're, live here in Hawaii right now. We're, we're nomads and we travel full time. And right now we're in Hawaii. And last night we had the most incredible meteor shower. And we just went outside. We have a, a beautiful, beautiful property. And we went outside and laid on Shay's lounges and just watched the meteors. That's a personal win for me, which is, no, I didn't get to sleep the extra 30 minutes that I could have in order to be fresh for today. Well, I mean, I, I still went to sleep at nine o'clock. Let's not <laughs> Let's be real. Let's not get carried away. But giving that time to myself so that it's not all about work. I have a tendency, you know, I think you can tell I'm a type A achiever and I have a tendency to just go, 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 go until I burn myself out. So for me, a big success at work, it's always one of our top five goals every quarter is to balance and find that work-life harmony which is a bit in contradiction to the other goals of go, 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 go. Right. So, but, but it allows us to take that pause, to take that breath. I encourage everyone on the team always to take that time so that we're having that better balance in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful too. And I find that I have always explained that I'm an expert or not an expert. Well, that too, but no, I'm just joking. Um, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> I'm an extrovert but I love my introvert time. I have found that I, and I do not allow Mondays or Fridays to be open on the calendar, Tuesday through Thursday, no problem. It has its opportunities, but Mondays through Fridays, I'm not, not working, but I can go at a little bit of a slower pace. I can gear up for my week and then I can wind down my week. So then I have my weekends for my family or for that other stuff to do, you know, and the beauty of being an entrepreneur is we can always you know, intersperse things during the week as well, if we need to, but, but finding that my introvert time, just a little bit of that became sacred to me, you know, became something that I desired uh, to incorporate into my life. So I love your balance on 
the, the, the professional goals, the business goals, the entrepreneurial goals, as well as the personal goals. And I do believe that they need to be separate as well. So anybody listening out there, that's some really good tips there to see. What do you want to do? How do you want to grow personally? And how do you want to grow as an entrepreneur? I want to ask you though, because I, I feel this is a very, very specific topic that people need to know more about. Tell us a little bit more about your legal umbrella method and how you help women entrepreneurs with that. Oh, for sure. So again, I believe that you can't grow your business when you're in fear, right? And so when you're always looking over your shoulder, worrying that something that you've said or something that you didn't say is going to come back and bite you in the buns, you can't grow that business of your dreams. You're going to be holding back. So I provide contracts agreements and the legal foundations that every service-based entrepreneur, every online business needs in order to protect themselves so that they can have that confidence and peace of mind to share themselves fully. So it all starts with what do I even need to protect? And so the legal umbrella method, you, my signature method, uses the letters in the word umbrella mm. to, to help entrepreneurs understand exactly what it is that they need to protect. So the letters in the word umbrella actually stand for the six key things in your business that you must protect. So follow along with me. U is your unique content. M is your money. B is your brand. R is your relationships. E is your e-presence or your online empire. And LLA is your love life attitude. This is that sanity that we were just talking about, that self-care, but bringing that into work and making sure that your business is not exposed to drama and negativity, which is going to destroy that love life yes. attitude when you sit down every day at work. And in some ways, that's the biggest thing that I help women protect. I help, I help my clients have a predictable and profitable business and make sure that it's going to be drama-free. Right. Because when we don't have, if we go back over those letters, when we don't have good policies around money, like refund policies or payment plan, we, you know, if you offer a payment plan, we want to make sure that you're going to get paid for all of the payments, not mm -hmm. just, not just the first two until she's, you know, until you've delivered your services, we want to make sure you get paid for all of them. When you don't have policies that protect your content, like me, your content can get swiped out from under you. When you don't have contracts protecting your relationships, you, you're not going to have aligned expectations. You know, a big thing that I help my clients do is empower them to be leaders in their own businesses. And when you don't communicate your policies, when you don't even know what your policies and practices are, and you haven't articulated those and very clearly communicated them to everyone else who comes into your business, like your clients, or anyone or anybody you hire, then you've really left yourself open to their expectations. And I promise you, if you don't create expectations for the people that you're going to work with for your clients, they are going to fill in the blanks for you. And almost always their expectations of what you're going to deliver are going to be a lot grander than what you had in mind, especially when money is changing hands. So by protecting these key elements, you're setting your business up for success. You're setting yourself up to have a drama-free business that can grow and scale because you know that you've got this base level of foundations, this layer, this basement, if you will, 
this base of foundations, and then you build on top of that. Mm -hmm. You know that it's sturdy and strong and robust rather than using a contract that was patchworked together or cobbled together or borrowed from another coach or another or, or, or a quote, cousin or friend, right? So when you're designing your business, this is a really important key piece to make sure that you've got your foundations set up properly so you can grow on top of them. Mm. Huge, huge, huge necessity for so many businesses out there. And even more so now, as we've really kind of jumped headfirst into the online space and a lot of conversation around, you know, building income, you know, generating income in that particular area, you gosh, you got guys just definitely make sure you are covered and definitely reach out to, to Lane because this is going to be necessary for your business in the first place. I remember when I first started, uh, I was transitioning out of my accounting business into full coaching and I hired um, an online uh, lawyer and, and she was a person, but I paid a lot of money and I do not know really what I got. And then she decided to go out of that business and go into something else. Not necessary to talk names or, or anything like that. But the point is, is it needs to be, you need to know who you're working with. You need to look at the track record of somebody. You need to make sure that they're going to understand what your business is doing and how your business needs to be set up and be able to give you pointers and coach you through that and also help you build that foundation. So those pieces, I cannot stress enough, are so critical because I got... Not quite the same burn, <laughs> but I did try to do the right thing. However, I don't think the white through... I mean, it, I had to have it readjusted because it wasn't correct 100%. But she, it was a learning curve for her. And it was my ignorance I didn't know. So people like you are beneficial. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I, I was explaining about how much uh, importance we place on our clients, having a person who you can come to who is going to be supportive all of my programs come with full support from me, not from anyone else on my team, directly from me. And I have, I think, you know, my special sauce is that I know that legal concepts can be intimidating and overwhelming for people. So what I do is I make everything very, very simple, straightforward, bite-sized, actionable steps so that you don't get overwhelmed, so that you know exactly the very first thing to do, one little tiny step, and then the very next step after that. And also, I have, maybe it's because I've been a lawyer for 26 years. Maybe it's because of what we talked about at the top of the hour, you know, connecting those dots and all of the different life experiences I've had. But I've got a special way of explaining things so that they are very, very clear. I use a lot of real life analogies. I am more apt to compare your legal contracts to a condom with a hole in it than anything else, right? It's important for you, for people to understand, because that's something that we can all, right? We can all get that's behind. Right there. <laughs> right? And so if you've got a contract and you think it's protecting you, but it isn't, sometimes it's actually worse than not, than knowing that you are not using protection at all. Then you can share yourself fully when you know you're protected. But if you think that you're protected, and you're not, that's a pretty scary place to stand because you're exposing yourself to all kinds of all kinds of drama. So by using, and you know, and that, that's just a silly example, but by using really clear, down-to-earth, real-life examples, I'm able to help women understand 
a lot of them for the very first time, oh, I hear all the time, oh, I get it. I thought that was something else. I get it. And like light, light bulbs going off or popcorn popping in people's minds is like an amazing, amazing accomplishment for me. If I know that I have had one woman understand more clearly just by explaining things in plain English, being patient, taking the time, threading the needle from all different directions and explaining things with real life examples. If I know that I've gotten a woman to understand or an entrepreneur to understand Mm -hmm. what something really means, that's something that can be a confusing concept. That's a huge win for me. Absolutely. And so thank you for making it explainable. And truth be told, if you're going to be able to bring to the special sauce a little bit of singing to the orchid that's right next to you, let's go ahead and allow that to be part of it. <laughs> I know nobody can see the awesome, awesome video we've got going on, but it was, it was so fun. We were making, making sillies at the beginning of the podcast. Anyways, <laughs> anyways let me ask you, how has the entrepreneurial journey itself changed you over time? I think that I am a more compassionate person based on what the experiences that I have gone through have, again, diametrically opposed. And the one part hardened me to say like, okay, I got to be tough and I got to look out for myself. But at the same time, hearing the incredible stories of other first, as as a young lawyer, first the, the victims that I helped to bring justice for, and then as I progressed in my career, all of the different women and entrepreneurs who I have been able to serve and help in all the different capacities has really given me the honor and the unique opportunity to hear and and sometimes feel other people's journey and where other people came from and how they got to where they've arrived. And that has given me this sense of wonder and awe and respect for other people. Like, I think, you know, we just see it from the outside. Right. And mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. is this, we like to call it a facade book instead of Facebook. In our house. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> because here you are showing, you know, I always say you're just looking at everybody's highlight reel, but in your own life, you're seeing the behind the scenes. Being an entrepreneur has allowed me and being a lawyer for entrepreneurs has allowed me to see a lot of the behind the scenes of other women's businesses and their journeys and their their dreams and where and their visions for where they want to grow and to have compassion for them for where they're stuck. So I've really loved that. And I think that it's made me a fuller, rounder person to work with other women's business. And thank you for showing us a little bit of the backside of your journey too. You know, a little bit of the in, inner parts of where you got to where you are today and why. You know, that that is what connects us, women entrepreneurs, hearing each other, knowing that there's a story, knowing that there's a bigger conversation that is just waiting to come. So thank you for sharing yours as well, Lane. Oh, you're so welcome, White Dove. It's been an absolute wonderful experience to be here with you. I've loved it. Yeah. So let's make sure that anyone that's listening can reach out and connect with you. Where can they find you? Oh, yeah. So a couple places. My website is lanelyons.com. And on the very front page of my website, you will find a checklist. I recommend the checklist for anyone who's hearing the episode and thinking, hmm, I might need this. This sounds like something that I might need in my business. I'm not really sure. So if you go to lanelyons.com slash checklist, you can download the checklist, which will tell you exactly 
which legal documents, and I give you a spoiler alert, there are only 10, which and six main ones, which legal documents you need to accomplish all of the protections that we've been talking about today. And for anyone who's listening, who gets kind of when they're listening, they're having a tingling in their toes saying, oh yeah, this is me. I need this. I'm ready. I've been feeling like I'm being held back. I didn't realize it. I couldn't put my finger on it. But this, this is the piece that will give me putting my legal protections in place, putting my foundations in place will give me the confidence and the peace of mind to go forward. Then I invite you to book a call with me. And that's a super easy link. You just go to book with lane.com. My first name's got five letters in it. So book with lane, L-A-Y-N-E.com. And we'll take a deep dive into your business and we'll identify exactly where your specific vulnerabilities are based on exactly what you're offering, who you're offering it to, and how you have your business set up. And then on the free call, I will help you craft the exact plug that you need to plug up your potential legal leaks. And it's a really fun call. We dive in. We kind of do like a uh, contract 101, real, the quick, quick version. And it's an honor to be able to get on the phone with anybody who wants that call. So I'm happy to offer that to all of your listeners. That's amazing. And so many gems today, you know, sharing this information that people really need. And then also to be able to have the opportunity to connect with you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your time and your journey with the listeners and with the Fem Nation. So... Guys, I want to wrap up and make sure that you check out the show notes because her information is there. You want to connect with Lane. This is a thing you need. And if you aren't sure, then this is a thing you need. So as always, keep moving forward. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.